Hi everyone, welcome. This is Light the Life. I'm Ifeolu Abegunde. We appreciate the name of the Lord for another new year that the Lord is bringing us in already. It is the faithfulness of the Lord and we are so grateful for the journey of 2022 that the Lord has granted unto us the needed help from His Word to guide our heart and how He has helped us even to uphold His Word. Glory to the name of the Lord. I want to use this medium to appreciate everyone who has been listening to Light and Life. The Lord bless you. And uh, the coming year, 2023, is another year to work with the Lord, another year to hear from His Word and learn of His ways. I pray that the Lord God of heaven will continually lead our part and He will guide us from His words in Jesus' name. Amen. Our life will please God and bring glory unto His name. Yes, January 1, 2023 is another Sunday. Glory to the name of God. And then the topic which we shall be having is God promises to hear and forgive. And before then, we should understand clearly that we have a focus for the year. Ah, sorry, for the month which we shall be taking all through the month of January. And that is God's promises. God's promises. So for first Sunday, which is January 1, we have God's promises to hear and forgive. That is taken from the book of Second Chronicle, Chronicles chapter 7, 12 to 22. And uh, the focal point of this message where we will be taking up lessons from very soon is the fact that God has a nature that is so different from man and what distinguishes him so clearly is is this ability of him to forgive sin he has the power he has the the the, the nature that's that's no human naturally has an ability to express and that is forgiving people of their sin especially those who genuinely confess their sins and repent and this is what will be seen from our lesson today one thing we should also come to understand is the fact that naturally human has this nature that pulls them off the track which is always this fleshy nature and carnal life but with god with us and in submission to him we can always be able to live our life off sin and then there becomes no excuse for you and i again to godliness and righteousness that god expects from us it is also in him that we are able to live in obedience unto his will so one true thing that we should understand is that it is now open before us to make a choice of which path to take is it a part of obedience or the part of disobedience one thing we must understand is whichever part we choose of where we stand has its own consequences it comes also with gain it comes also with results and this is what we want to see more in the lesson today how the lord comes to us to make clear what would become a prerequisite for us to have this consistent relationship with him what becomes a prerequisite for us to enjoy god in such a way that we would always have a cause to receive from him answers to our prayer let us pray 
Father, we bless you for another grace you have granted unto us to hear from you. We glorify you because it is you always with us. We ask again that this day, Lord, you will open our heart to hear your word. You will prepare us such a way that we would not in any way be arrogant to receive this instruction from you. But you will work on us with humility and you will help us and deliver us from all our wrongs. We pray, O God, that you will make your word fruitful in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Before we go to our lessons, which is in two parts, we want to take first our golden text, which is in Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. It reads us, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. What a glorious promise the Lord has in stock for us as children of God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Yes, the first part of our lesson is taken from that same book of Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 12 to 16. I love that we we'll read. There, this part of the lesson says, God appears to Solomon. God appears to Solomon. And what we're able to see here is that after the dedication of the temple, in which God had granted the privilege of the building with Solomon and not David, and we see that the temple was presented, was dedicated with sacrifices and people rejoicing before the Lord. It was after all of these great achievements that the Lord God decided even to ensure that he visits his son Solomon the king and speaks to him in response to the fact that he has had even the prayer of his people he has had them while they raised their voice up to him in the temple when they were dedicating it and what we see as God appeared to Solomon that night is that he makes clear that I have had your prayers and another thing that we're able to know is that that God also made clear to him that he has decided to choose this place, the temple, the new built temple for 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 himself as a house of sacrifice. Then another part is the fact that God promised to here to forgive and heal the land. And then this comes with condition. That is if the people will pray, if they will seek his face, and if they will work well with him. And this part reflects that there would not be a shirt of heaven, even when it seems that the heaven has been shot at any point, when it seems as if God is far, or when it seems that the situations around them is no longer palatable, God is saying that if they can humble themselves and pray, seeking his face, he will definitely hear, forgive, and heal their land. And the last part that God says when he appeared to him in the dream is the fact that his eyes is would be open. And he will be very attentive to their prayer whenever they offered it in the temple. What is this trying to bring to us as a lesson for us individually? Is the fact that as we see the breakdown of all of this that God gave to Solomon has a promise as he appeared to him is also indicating to us all. The first part that says I have 
add your prayer sister us that anytime we knock the door of god with our request with our prayers whatever we say unto the lord he hears for his years are not too short that he cannot hear us they are not in any way he is not a deaf god he's a god even before we kneel to pray or before we open our mouth you already know the depth of our hearts and that is why god also comes now especially to his children to make clear that see your prayers i have had and this is very important now again the lord clearly revealed also which we must also come to understand that there is a place of worship there is a place that the lord require of us all to understand that when we come and this place of worship is consecrated unto the lord he would definitely hear us and take up whatever we are bringing before him from that place of worship it may physically be a church yes where we worship it may not even be a church it may be your room that small corner that place on your bed where you have been able to come before the lord god is saying that he would definitely he will continually take it up as a place where he will always hear and this has to do with a place where it has been consecrated for the lord and as well one very important thing we must understand from here is that it can even much more than the physical it's you yourself yourself your life is a sacrifice unto god your life is a temple of god your body is his temple and the more you consecrated it the more you make it available for him he comes in he dwells therein and he takes you up as a sacrifice always acceptable unto him and this is one clue that we must have clearly about this beyond a physical temple of those times till today we have a physical place where we can also have as a place of worship for God where he would take up our sacrifices and then ourself becomes also that living sacrifice for the Lord much more again a yastic where God is bringing as a prerequisite is the fact that if we are not walking his way we cannot receive anything from him and that is where he's saying there may be a shot of heaven when it looks that the heaven has been shut but if we can repent if we can humble ourselves and seek his face he will heal our land what is this telling us he's saying clearly that to every ungodliness to every unrighteousness god will never overlook it god is not dealing with us in all of those ways he's expecting us to come before him as holy people he's expecting us to dwell with him in relationship as a righteous being and that is why the book of james chapter 5 verse 16b has been able to make clear to us that the prayer of a righteous man availeth more is it is powerful and effective only to a righteous man god he is and this is indicating that if we as whatever state we may be even at first a sinner what will bring us to the place where god will accept us and accept our prayer accept whatever we want to say is that point when we have been able to repent of our ways when he has been able to redeem us first and this is very very important for us to understand clearly that humility confession of sin and true repentance becomes a prerequisite for our restoration and answers to prayers so are you waiting on the lord for something are you desiring something from the lord then stay humble before him 
confess your sin if your ways have not been right before God and call on him definitely he will heal your land and much more let us also understand that God is not restricted in any way particularly as I have made clear to us that he saying then to Solomon that this temple becomes his place where he will dwell and take up his sacrifice doesn't mean that only the temple is where God dwells no God is omnipresent he's everywhere he's not limited by space is not limited by time and we should just understand and move in this clearly with him to know that he's everywhere what we must first put in place is to ensure that our life is fit before him and that is a righteous life and anytime we're here anytime we go astray we should amend our ways quickly before the lord so that we will not also receive the other side which is a short heaven a part where the lord turns his back against us a part where the lord will not hear us because our sin is a restriction for him to hear us and this is very important for us to understand as believers and this part leads us to the second part where it's also very important for us to pay attention the second part of the lesson says god's admonition to solomon read second chronicles 7 17 to 22 and this part the lord comes again comprehensively very clearly trying to make solomon understand some things is giving him also a breakdown of it, of some things that he must also take note beyond even the general words to the Israelite is a concern even of him right now and again the Lord is breaking a reference back to the father his faithfulness had been from ages past and it has been even a covenant keeping God from the days of his father he has promised that the dynasty the kingdom for David's true will be at uh, the throne will continually be in control by from the dynasty of our uh, uh, of David and clearly that that is expressing that it will continue to be the lineage of David that will rule and this we see even to the point of our Lord Jesus Christ but the part that remains that the Lord clearly makes something so unique that is given to Sol- Solomon that only by choice that he makes and that choice is he must ensure that he has an alignment of his life unto all that the Lord has placed forward his ordinance his decrees his regulations and in all summarily we are talking about his commands if he would be obedient to keep them then God will also be consistent ensuring that that which he has said of his promises and covenant also stays forever and this is telling us as believers, don't let us join those set of people who believes that, oh, God's faithfulness endures forever. And no matter what, he is, he is constant. He does not change. And whatever he has said to me, he will do it. And because of that, you now begin to live your life anyhow. Yes, all of those are attributes of God, undisputably. But the fact remains that there is a God that is also expecting something from us. He is a God that whenever he's bringing his promises, he's bringing it already with a condition for us to fulfill. God is never in any way blinded to the fact that he expects of us to live right before him so that we can enjoy his promises. But if we fail in our own part, how would we expect or how should we expect his part? 
to be fulfilled. It's just as what is said in the New Testament, with the, as Paul makes clear to the people, that would you continue to sin and expect that grace will abound? God forbid. And that is the same thing that is coming here to us to learn from as believer. And what then is the Lord trying to make clear to Solomon as a promise, even if they fail when they fail to live in his ways? It makes clear that he will put the Israel, the land of Israel, and that he has given them. And when he says he will put, the Lord is trying to say that he will displace them. They will be living as not existing. They will no longer be reckoned with. And this also, he went on to also say he will reject the temple. That same temple that was dedicated. And they all rejoice. And he says, yeah, there, whatever they bring before him, he will hear them. Now the Lord is saying that once they don't live in obedience to him, he will reject that temple. Meaning that he will turn his back against them and he will not hear them again. And again, yeah, the Lord promised also that he will make the people everywhere. People outside, people who don't even know the Lord, He will make them all together come to to ridicule the temple and the people, and then everyone will be able to see that oh, these people they have treated God with disrespect. I pray this will never be a portion, but God is turning to you and I as a believer today as we round up this part of the lesson to make us know that there is a need for us to walk before God faithfully. And blessing of God for us, we must come to this understanding that it is not automatic. There is a need for us to be faithful, consistently faithful. It is not a a condition of, oh, today I walk with the Lord, tomorrow I'm not with Him. The Lord expects our complete obedience. The Lord expects our uprightness that is steady and consistent. This is what the Lord is saying to us, but in any way, that we now want to be proud and we think that we can go our way just as mr dan that we have as an introduction to our lesson that was able who was thinking that he can continue to live a he can wreck his life and continue to live anyhow as he thinks similarly we see what becomes of him at the dying minute People have to face with consequences of ill health. Some people have to face with consequences of, you know, having their property being destroyed, you know, back to zero point even before they can come to the Lord. We shouldn't wait until then. We shouldn't allow the wrath of God to come upon us before we will be able to live in obedience. And this is what the Lord expects also from us, from you and I, even as we begin this part of the year with this message from God. If we want God to continually hear us, we've come already to the end of our lesson. If we want God to continually hear us, if we want God to continually be with us, keeping his promises to all that we might have prayed in even for the new year, or expect even in this new year, then we also must be consistently faithful. Let's live in obedience. Let's walk the path of righteousness. Let's desist from all our wicked ways so that God can always hear us. He will only hear the prayer of the righteous. He will hear us when we come presenting ourselves before him righteously. When we also are consecrated before him. When we live our life all the time in devotion to him. Absolutely. And this is the message for us. I pray that the Lord will grant us grace to do this always in the name of Jesus. I'm wishing us all a glorious service ahead of Sunday. Bye everyone. The Lord bless you. Amen.